Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. Today, we are discussing something that I have found comes up with just about every single woman that I work with who is in that age where things are starting to change and you're going into what's known as perimenopause or menopause. And that is hot flashes and not sleeping well. And I see this across the board with so many women. So I wanted to dive into first, like what's going on and what's happening that is causing this. And then how do we actually help combat it naturally without having to do hormone replacement therapy or some of the things that tend to be in the Western medicine world eventually when things are bad enough and you feel like you're losing your mind. And, you know, I've, I've had a couple guests on the show that we've talked about menopause. I'll put links to those episodes in the show notes as well. And just if, if this is where you're at, many, many of the women that I work with are in this stage of life. And so I just wanted to speak to this, but you know, what menopause is essentially is our body stops producing sex hormones at the level that they were, and we stop having menstrual cycles. And with that, you know, we've kind of normalized in our culture, and this is some of the things we've talked about on other episodes of the show, but, you know, we've normalized the things that happen with that, like your sex drive tanking, and, you know, you have vaginal dryness, and you have hot flashes, and you feel like a crazy person, and, you know, you don't feel like yourself anymore. And so many of us have come to look at that as like the end, the end of being a woman, the end of our, our life in some way. And it really doesn't have to be. And so I'll let some of those, you know, if you're, if you're interested in that, exploring that topic and conversation, you know, I've had in-depth conversations around like the other side of menopause and, and what you can really actually be excited about with it. However, the symptoms that can come are definitely, you know, real. And a lot of them have to do with so many of us go into menopause with issues already. And so, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with women in that age range where you're in it and you have the symptoms and it sucks, you know, the hot flashes and you can't sleep and you put on weight and you don't feel like yourself and all of that. And I figure maybe we'll talk about this because maybe we can preempt some of that, but also help those of you who are in that stage. And so you are not considered full-blown menopause until you haven't had a cycle for a year. However, there's a whole lot of crazy, not fun that goes, you know, can lead up to that. And kind of the biggest one and the most impactful, I would say in so many ways is the lack of sleep or not sleeping well that's due to hot flashes. So let's talk about what's going on. So your ovaries stop producing hormones, not entirely but to an extent. And so you can go into menopause either just from age because you hit that stage of your life, or maybe you've had a hysterectomy or had some sort of surgery or have had cysts on your ovaries or something. And for some reason, don't have those parts anymore. And even if you've had a hysterectomy and they've left one or two ovaries, a lot of times their production will still slow down. And so you end up in what's called surgically induced menopause. So they won't necessarily tell you this before they do that, but that's a thing. So all of this means that as our hormones start decreasing, 
if things get too low and too out of proportion, we start to run into problems. Before I get into that, I just wanted to share the other place that we produce sex hormones is actually in our adrenal glands. And I would make the argument in this day and age in our modern society, I don't necessarily have science that backs this up. This is just my inference from what I know of working with women and being one myself. We run in such a high stress world and life and your adrenal glands are, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but they're responsible for creating your sex hormone cortisol. So they're, they're part of what release cortisol into the bloodstream. And we've talked about how adrenal function isn't, or adrenal fatigue isn't really a thing, but it is possible to have what we call HPA access dysfunction, where your hypothalamus pituitary and adrenals are not performing optimally because they're stuck in this stress loop. And I would make the argument that the way our bodies were designed is, you know, as we reach this end of our fertile years time period, the adrenals are supposed to produce enough of our sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone to an extent that it helps set offset that a little bit. And I would argue that our adrenals are so shot that most of us, like the amount of hormone being produced in your adrenals is really negligible at this point. And so it's not making an impact and we end up with symptoms. So what are these symptoms due to? The hot flashes and the sleep, 100% across the board, are due to progesterone being too low. And progesterone is a hormone that normally builds through the month and it's high until we either get pregnant or we don't. And so if we don't, our progesterone drops and our, our lining sheds. And as we're going into menopause, that number is just getting lower and lower. And so it starts to mess up your sleep and mess up your, you know, ability to regulate your body temperature and all of this stuff. And then on the other side, if we look at, you know, say weight gain, a lot of times that has to do with estrogen being too low and, or the ratio of both of them getting off. Um, Estrogen will also affect like the, uh, how I was about to say juicy, but the, the, uh, how much, whether or not you have vaginal dryness, there we go. (laughs) How many juices you have flowing down there? Sorry, ladies. Um, (laughs) I'll refocus here. So with all that, you know, a lot of times what we have to do is start to figure out ways to improve our hormone levels, even as we're going through changes. And that is hundred percent possible. So I wanted to talk about, you know, some of the things that I have done with women. I also have stuff I've put together from when we talked about sex hormones in the group. And this podcast is now my individual sessions are actually being live streamed into the group a day early. So if you're in the group, you get access to this even sooner and you can directly interact that way. If Facebook is not your cup of tea, that's okay. You still get this on the regular podcast um, when they come out on Tuesdays. Back to what do we do with this? How do we handle it? So, you know, the first thing is recognizing what's going on. Like, okay, my progesterone is getting too low. And I will, I'm just going to share with you the things that I've done that have helped the majority of the women that I work with kind of combat some of this stuff. So number one is using a, there's a natural progesterone serum that I use. It's from a company called Designs for Health. Again, I'm going to put links to this stuff so you can explore it for yourself in the show notes. Um, it's called Progestavail. And so I'm having, you know, it, it kind of varies per person. Some of them have to experiment with how much they really need, but somewhere around a milliliter, you're rubbing it on the bottoms of your feet, your abdomen, you know, that your inner thighs, you, at least once a day, some of them have to do twice a day in order to see some improvement. But across the board, like hundred percent of the women that I put on that have had less hot flashes and been able to sleep through the night. 
And these things are really important because even as our bodies are changing, you know, nighttime is when our cortisol decreases all the way. Nighttime is when our human growth hormone raises, if, especially if you're, if you're also dealing with, you know, putting on weight and not understanding why or not the things you're doing not working anymore. A lot of this has to do with the ratios and balance of sex hormones, A, but also our ability to sleep at night. So we want to be able to do that. Some of the other things that can naturally increase your progesterone levels are you don't actually have to take anything. There's two of them, <laughs> two things that don't involve taking anything. One is getting more sunlight if you are raising your hand because you live in Alaska like I do, I it can be difficult this time of year, right? So at the very least, getting outside, I'm recording this in January, um, getting outside when the sun is out and not wearing sunglasses if it happens to be sunny, but you know, just getting out in the normal, real natural light, not artificial, will help keep your circadian rhythm in better balance. And that will help actually keep your progesterone levels solid. The other thing is human connection. And this again is something that we've been missing hugely in the last couple of years with, you know, the pandemic and all this crazy stuff and isolation and that. And so finding ways to connect again and that can mean, you know, cuddling with somebody. It doesn't have to mean like sexual connection, but cuddling with your spouse or your kid or your pet or a teddy bear, like literally just something that's going to raise your oxytocin levels because that will help impact your progesterone levels as well. And so finding opportunities for that, for connection, for getting outside in the sunshine, taking your vitamin D obviously, but actually getting real light too. Like I'm sitting in front of, you know, happy lights right now, but they're, they're still artificial. Like you still have to go out in the real light and Alaska lights kind of starting to come back. So it's, you have more opportunity to do this, but even if, you know, at lunch, I don't care how cold it is. You just need five minutes, at least five to 10, go outside. If you're in an office, go outside, stand outside, take some deep breaths and, and get that light. And then the last thing that's a supplement. So we had the, you know, progesterone serum cream, natural kind of stuff. Um, the other supplement is called chase tree berry. Um, and there's extract and there's also supplement pills, but those can also, I haven't seen them be as effective across the board. And I think part of that is because they're more designed to handle the symptoms than really truly increase progesterone a whole lot, but it'll still help. So, you know, maybe you do a combination of the two, maybe I, I would recommend trying like in terms of the supplements one at a time and just see which one makes the biggest impact on your sleep. The last thing I wanted to share on this is just, you know, talking about hormone replacement therapy because it does exist. And at a certain point when things get bad enough, Western medical doctors will generally prescribe some of this. What doesn't make any sense to me about this and what I've been thinking about a lot with it is they rarely actually look at what your levels are before putting you on it. So they don't really know what's going on. And the second thing is most hormone replacement therapies, especially when we get into the estrogen side of the world, tends to focus in on and have the less optimal forms of estrogen in it. And so what that means is they're the forms of estrogen that make you more prone to cancer. So you just want to be careful with, you know, there, there are some decent routes with bioidentical hormones and whatnot that you can use as replacement. However, I'm hoping I'm getting to you before you're at that stage and you can utilize. And even if you are, even if you're already on it, you can start to put in some of these natural things that aren't going to be, have a side effects on the body or potentially be giving you forms of hormone that are not 
helping you and might be hurting you in the long run. And you can start putting these things in and hopefully decrease that. I cannot legally advise you in any way on medication. So you need to consult with whoever prescribed that for you um, as well in doing this. But just know that there are other options out there. And especially like if your symptoms are super extreme or, you know, the weight loss thing in particular is just really frustrating and you can't seem to make any progress, it's worth, you know, I look at sex hormone levels and ratios and, kind of just check in and see where are things at. And sometimes we have to, you know, we have to also look at a complete picture with that. We need to know what the adrenals are doing. Adrenals produce, produce DHEAS, which is a precursor to our sex hormones. So, you know, we need to know, are they producing that? And that's, what's going to help give rise to our sex hormone levels being in balance. If they're good, like we know that's, that's happening again. Like I said, the levels that come from there are a little bit negligible, but we know they're not overly taxed. Not that's, that's good. But then we have to look at our actual levels, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone, and just see where the balance is off or shifted. And there are, you know, there's other herbs. I'm focusing particularly on progesterone because that's the big one with sleep and with hot flashes. But, you know, estrogen is more weight gain. Testosterone can also affect that. Testosterone also, you know, has a lot to do with bone strength and with how fit we are. And a lot of, there's so many, we need all these things in our life, right? And it's natural for those levels to decrease as we stop menstruating, but it's not necessarily normal to have so many problems or to need to be on hormone replacement therapy or any of these things. And there are things we can do to help support our body because most of us are hitting the stage of menopause having been completely out of whack already. So hopefully this helps serve you and makes sense. I'm going to put links to both the other interviews that I've done around menopause and kind of getting more into like the journey of, of what it's really like. I've, I'm younger than that age. And so I've, I've interviewed some women who have been through it and kind of have some sage advice and wisdom that they can give. And also, you know, I will put a link. So I'm going to put a link to, I have an online supplement dispensary that you have the ability to get access to the things that I talked about today. So I'll put a link. You can register for that. And then if you want to reach out to me and say, Hey, what is this thing? I'm going to try to figure out how to link it so that it automatically comes up for you. But the two supplements that we talked about were Progest Avail by Designs for Health. And then the other one is chase tree berry. And so those two things can really help support your progesterone levels. And if you don't want to take anything, that's fine. Go outside and cuddle something. Those are your other two options to really just help bring that up. Oh, the other, I I forgot one other thing that you can do is using saffron as a spice. You want to have about 15, I think it's grams. It's either milligrams or grams. Just cook with it, (laughs) add it, add it to your food. That is another way that helps to naturally bolster and improve your progesterone levels. So as I said, hopefully this helps serve you and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women community group on Facebook. 
for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm-hmm.